making 6 a.m. great again. This is Auburn Opelika This Morning. It's a Finance Friday. Lindsey Crosby with Mid-South Bank. I'm so used to Zach introducing me. It feels a little weird to do it myself. Uh, I am joined by Lance Daw, and Lance has a bunch of questions. We're talking about inflation today. Yeah, so we're going to go over some of the, some things about inflation. But the first thing I want to ask you, Lindsay, is I want you to kind of give me a definition of inflation. Like, what is it? You know, a uh, resident homeschooler over here. I don't know. I don't know nothing. So just go ahead. Walk me through it. What is inflation? Okay. All right. So to put it plainly, inflation's a general rise in prices. So like your dollar, whatever currency it is in this case, so obviously it's the dollar, doesn't go as far as it used to. So it's not that any like one specific item gets pricier, but that a bunch of things do like bananas, maybe cost five cents more per pound. Milk and bread's a little more expensive, and shampoo and rent and airline tickets. And the idea is everything just gradually kind of gets more expensive. Right. And so the way that we measure that, the most discussed and most used measure is called the Consumer Price Index. And uh, that is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And what they do is they create what they call a basket of goods and services. Like these are things that people typically consume and buy, and then they check and measure the price changes in that basket over time. Uh, it's not a perfect measure. There's some weird things in there. Like it takes into account out-of-pocket medical expenses, but like if Medicare increases what they reimburse for something, it doesn't adjust for that. Um, hmm. it, it, they try to factor in quality improvements in ways that can be confusing. Like when Verizon went to unlimited cell phone data plans mm-hmm. in 2017, they actually lowered the price of the basket because they were like, oh, people are, are going to get more bang for their buck on phone on phone plans. But, like, nobody's phone bill went down. Phone bills never go down. And it's a little bit tricky to actually kind of figure out what belongs in the basket and what doesn't belong in the basket and the right way to do it. But that basket is how, you know, and, and, and CPI, that's how they go. Social, Social Security uses that. Uh, that's how they figure out. Uh, cost of living changes from year to year based on price increases. Um, you know, that's used by Medicare to help figure out when they need to increase reimbursements. That's used oftentimes by a lot of companies to figure out, well, inflation's risen 2%, so we need to offer cost of living adjustments to our employees. I think it, it makes a lot of intuitive sense, but the technical aspect of it doesn't necessarily work. And then there is a separate thing, not to get too confusing, but they also have what they call core inflation, and mm-hmm. that's like inflation minus food and energy because food and energy prices change a bit uh, depending on time of year, whether or not we have a big dumb boat stuck in the Suez Canal. Like <laughs> that's really volatile, and so sometimes they take out um, they take out food and they take out energy to figure out kind of what inflation's doing minus those volatile things. Right. Um, so that's kind of an idea of what inflation is. Right. So across the United States, like obviously like prices of food and gas and stuff like that, they obviously go up and down. Just they, it, Everything constantly changes. Why should I care about things changing? Okay. So it shouldn't keep you up at night. Um, and the, from the Federal Reserve standpoint, like that's kind of the goal. If we can keep inflation below a certain level, you generally don't have to worry about it. Some prices go up. Some prices go down. On balance, your wages usually keep up with the overall cost of living. That's the objective. Inflation's so low, we don't have to think about it. Uh, now, there are some people recently who have gotten worried about high inflation or that inflation might be coming. And 
you know, investors are starting to say that they're starting to get more worried about inflation than they are the pandemic. Um, you know, that a, a small amount of inflation can be a sign of a healthy economy. But obviously, if inflation really starts to pick up and your paycheck doesn't follow, that's that's not good because your 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 spending power goes down. Your money can't go as far as it used to. Right. Um, a surprisingly big thing, too, isn't necessarily um, where you see inflation, but the expectation of inflation. If businesses think inflation is going to go up, then like that can go ahead and get them to increase prices, which can move inflation up. Inflation is really weird in that it's not just it's not a direct cause and effect. You know, if we think inflation is going to happen, that can cause inflation to happen. It's really weird. Um, but like bottom line, something to pay attention to when you look at the big economic picture. But like, don't panic about it. Don't put all your money in the gold and Bitcoin in case the economy explodes or something. Um, you know. It's there, but it, don't don't panic about it. So you're talking about the economy and inflation together a lot. Is is inflation everywhere in the economy? So, not really. Uh, the the inflation target's supposed to be below two cent. We've run below that for a while, and some of the essential items we see have not been hit by inflation that hard. As you know, like food, gasoline, and shelter. Obviously, we saw gas prices last year were incredibly low because nobody was traveling. Um, a lot of rent prices didn't change that much uh, because some people couldn't afford to stay in their homes, things like that. Um, food, obviously, there has been a, a lack of demand for food from restaurants, so we haven't seen a ton of it. The average, like the goal, is still two percent on average, but it is sh- it is showing up. Um, price inflation in services has outpaced price inflation in goods. So like healthcare, housing, like those prices have gone up more so than like buying a specific thing you want, you know, buying food. Uh, we do see it a little bit in the economy. Um, and it that tends to kind of work out over time. Like it tends to balance itself out over time and, and not end up being a big issue in the long run. So you're talking about uh, earlier, just a, just a couple of minutes ago, talking about businesses being more concerned with inflation currently, or at least the potential of inflation instead of COVID. Why is that? Okay, so there's the, – let me preface this. There's a lot of disagreement about how concerned we should be with inflation. Um, before the pandemic, the unemployment rate had fallen quite a bit to the point where economists thought that inflation should go up and it didn't happen. Um, but what we're looking at right now is whenever you have low unemployment or whenever you have excess money in the economy, then you think prices rise because overall demand goes up. And so we don't have excess unemployment right now. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we don't have low unemployment. We have high unemployment right now. But we did just get a rather large injection of cash into the economy. Uh, all of the stimulus combined uh, since – April of last year has equaled $6 trillion, which is a lot of money. And all of that money theoretically went into the economy. And so there's there's the potential that if too much uh, demand arises for goods and services and we haven't been able to restore production capacity, then when you have too much demand and not enough supply, that raises prices. So that's kind of why people are nervous about it. Um, and it's kind of a danger because we don't really think about it every day. And so if we're not keeping track of it and we're not worried about it every day, it could get out of control. Now, there's right. some things that they're working to do uh, to take care of that. We'll probably get to those 
after the break. I do want to real quick take a look at your weather. This weather brought to you by Energy Savers. For prompt and friendly service for your cooling and heating system, call Energy Savers. Turn to the experts. Today, definitely going to rain. Cloudy, high near 76. Friday night, 20% chance of rain. Cloudy, low around 64. Saturday night, 20% chance of rain after 1 p.m. Cloudy, high near 84. And Sunday, 80% chance of rain. Definitely going to rain. High near 76. It is currently 65 degrees in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. 98.7 FM and 1400 AM. Lindsey Crosby, Lance Dahl. It's another Finance Friday here for you. Uh, we're talking about inflation, and Jaws has more questions. We're not quite there. We're not quite done yet. We're not quite done yet. I've got a few more questions for you, Lindsay. Yeah. So talking about inf- we're talking about inflation right now. Just talking about the different things that are affecting it, like whether whether or not it shows up in the economy, and why people are worried about it. Uh, concern that I have is what does it have to do with interest rates, if anything? Okay. So the one of the main ways that the Federal Reserve can influence the economy is what's called the federal funds rate. And that's the interest rate that banks charge to other banks to borrow money. So right. you, you can never borrow money at the federal funds rate, but mm-hmm. the bank can borrow money at the federal funds rate. When the rates are low, um, that has a cascade effect. Uh, when the federal funds rate is low, then the the, the rates that are given to borrowers, you know, like you or a company or whoever, those are lower. The idea is when it's cheaper to borrow money, uh, the hope is it'll boost borrowing, boost spending. Businesses will make investments, hire more workers. Right. Folks won't hold off on buying cars, things like that. Now, when you increase that rate, it slows things down. Borrowing is, is more expensive, and it can slow down spending. Um, if inflation increases, the Fed can combat that by increasing interest rates. You know, because the rates are almost near zero. Um, the idea is it just it, it affects it indirectly affects how much money enters the economy for the purposes of spending, whether it's from, you know, like like the bank loaning money to a business to expand. Uh, during the Great Recession, we cut interest rates to almost zero. Starting in 2015, we started to raise them gradually because uh, employment looked really good. And we just wanted to make sure that um that the economy didn't overheat and, co- and raise inflation. Right. Um, so we're now starting to question whether when you hit full employment, um, if that really raises inflation, because we didn't see a lot of that before 2020. Um, and, and then ultimately, just a lot of conversation about how bad is inflation really? Well, yeah, I was about to ask you, because you talked about it in the first segment, saying like, well, a small amount of inflation is healthy. But can it can it be good? Yeah. So runaway inflation, that's you're taking a you know, you're taking a a barrel of of money to the store to buy a loaf of bread. Right. But there's a reason the Fed's target inflation rate is two percent and not zero. And, you know, one of the reasons is inflation has different effects on different people. Okay. so um, good example here. Savers versus borrowers. If you have a fixed rate mortgage, so the interest rate in your home loan is set at a certain level, inflation isn't a bad deal for you. Um, inflation for a debtor makes your its life a little easier to pay back debts. But if you're a saver, people who made those loans, that's bad for them. When the loan gets repaid, it's going to mean less in terms of what a creditor can go and buy and reinvest. So um, modest inflation is a way to avoid keeping prices from from dropping too far, which 
makes debts more expensive to repay. We have a lot of debt in this country. And so a little bit of inflation keeps prices relatively stable and makes it cheaper in the long run to pay off those long-term investments like a home. Um, the, the hard part is why wages rising with inflation isn't a given. Wages right. normally lag behind inflation. And so it's something where we know that as inflation continues, wages will will go up to follow it, but there's a delay. And obviously that's dependent on because actual businesses have to see the effects of the inflation and then turn around and and decide to do wage increases. It's not guaranteed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a little bit is good, but, but like, a lot of inflation can be bad. Right. So talking about the potential of it, let's flip it. What are some of the worst-case scenarios that could come from inflation? Um, okay. Uh, here we go. Argentina. So – Hyperinflation happened in Argentina, I want to say like 2010 to 2014 or so, but that was something up. That was something where um, the, the, the peso, the price, like the, the value of the peso was changing so much. Prices were constantly going up to the point where like restaurants would just write menu prices on stickers. People would convert their pesos into uh, dollars right away. And so, like, if you're paid in dollars, it's a good deal because the dollar is relatively stable. If you're paid in pesos, it's terrible because prices in pesos were rising a lot. Um, the thing is, we're not we're not Argentina. We have our own economic situation. Same thing with, with Venezuela. You hear that a lot about inflation. Right. The worst case here would probably be something like the 1970s. It was high inflation. And it was accompanied by, like, economic stagnation. So growth was slow. Unemployment was high. The average interest rate was, like, 6%. The economy was in double digits. And ended up being something where, uh, to get out of it, the Fed actually had to kind of push us into recession just to get inflation under control. Uh, obviously, not something you want to do. There's a lot of economists who are warning about high inflation. Uh, they don't like the fact that we've made money so available, so cheap. Um, 70s level inflation would be bad, but we just don't agree on how likely that is to happen. Um, there's a lot of questions about that worst case scenario. Is that likely or not? So is the worst case scenario, like things like Venezuela and Argentina and different, different things like that, is that likely to happen consistently? So I would say no. Um, it's something here. We have a really strong, as far as the Federal Reserve, the, the chair, they're a lot more aware of what inflation does now than they were. And there's, they're actively managing for inflation. Like I would expect uh, as we see all this money go into the economy, as we start to come out of the pandemic and there's that pent-up consumer spending, I'd expect to see a short pop in inflation, a little transitory increase where, you know, for a brief time period, maybe second half of this year or something, where inflation does go up a little bit, but nothing like um, nothing like what you would expect. And we can fight against it if it happens. Um, it's been very low for over a decade. We obviously can increase interest rates to slow things down. Um, you'll get interest, higher interest rates on things like car loans and credit cards, but you'll earn more on your savings. So we have tools to fight against it. But um, I wouldn't worry too much about it right now because we haven't seen where it's necessarily going to be a problem. Um, good questions. I appreciate all of that, and I hope the folks learn something. Absolutely. I love doing these segments. <laughs> Thanks. Lindsey Crosby, Lance Dahl with you. Back in a minute.